0: This is the Easy Buckets Podcast. This is like a class. the easy buckets podcast episode four i'm here with coach jenkins coach how are you
1: i'm excellent i'm very excited to talk some basketball yet again
0: i mean it's what we do right it it's keeps us it keeps lifestyle. us going yeah yeah it keeps us going um it's been a while since we've done a since we've done an episode we have uh life happening so <laughs> hard life. for us to get together sometimes
1: that's true and the season's right around the corner so like the the uh, the basketball juices are really firing up now. It's like um,
0: I feel like uh, I feel like Tom Hanks in Castaway when he just like can't find food. That's what I feel like right now. I just can't find the season. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like it's coming somewhere.
1: Right. A package know? will float up on shore for you here shortly.
0: Yeah, let just yeah. keep a basketball near me, like Wilson. So yeah. <laughs> that's what I feel. That's that's what I feel like. Um, but today uh we're at least talking about so i did again charging up for the season i decided to watch a lot of the EuroBasket 2022 um which is the fiba tournament over in europe uh with all the european teams and i watched quite a bit of it or as much as i could um the games were on it but i watched i watched as much as i could so and, and we mentioned this in an earlier episode that the game, I think the game, the European game is more similar to high school, at least leans more similar, like more, more that way. I mean, at the end of the day, they're professionals. So the first thing I want to mention about the, about watching Eurobasket, and I, I don't know if it's like this for like, if you just watch like your regular teams, uh, you know, like in Europe, uh, in like the leagues and stuff like that. But the, the broadcast was like geared towards basketball heads. Like it was incredible. It wasn't like churched up for everybody, and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like the camera work, a was amazing. Like they had it's like a you've watched like soccer matches before, right? Like the Premier yeah, League, absolutely. It's it's broadcast like that, except it's a basketball
1: court. So the pro, so the whole production is really geared more towards specifically basketball junk, junk, junkies or like more basketball lovers instead of like a passing fan.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, I watched one like, so they had, you know, how in football stadiums they have like the sky cam on like, yeah. you know, ropes or whatever. Yeah. Well, they had that. So, like, at some point it was like I was watching it behind the play. You know how they, they do it like in football, you see from behind the quarterback. Yeah. Well, I was watching it like, like 2K view. <laughs> oh, wow. Like from behind the action for a while. They had that for a while. And then they did it when people were like shooting free throws. It was, it was awesome. And then, like, you get the, you get the, the low angles from the baseline, kind of like in the Olympics, like the yep. broadcast in the Olympics. And I was like, man, I wish they did this stuff in the NBA. But I was like, well, okay, there's nobody sitting courtside then on that side. Right. <laughs> so nobody's sitting with their feet. So you're losing, you know, I get it from the NBA, like you're losing courtside seat revenue.
1: Yeah, it would be way more exciting to skip all the garbage and the the sideline coaches interview where they say absolutely nothing. And did they still do that?
0: So no, I didn't. They don't do that. But they didn't do that in EuroBasket, right? Because everyone speaks a different language, (laughs) which is is also kind of cool. Yeah. But the coolest thing that they did was there's a camera and a guy with a boom mic in a timeout and they don't go to commercial. So like you heard everything that happened in that timeout. Now it's tough because I don't speak, you know, Greek or French or, or German. Sure, sure. But there were a couple teams even though they were I think um oh gosh, I forget who it was, but one of the teams was speaking English and then obviously, you know, if you were to do it like even uh, the America Cup, I think, is, does the same thing. So you get a few more teams that speak English in their timeouts, but they're showing the coach, right, you know, draw things up and everything like that. Like it's unfiltered access to a timeout. About, it's incredible.
1: How about uh, 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 is it unfiltered as far as language is concerned? Like are they beeping anything out or are they just letting it run? I was just I they have to.
0: I didn't notice anything beeped yeah. out I I don't know again a lot of it was a different language That's fair but the for the, the people that spoke English I didn't notice anything get dropped or it's nothing was beeped out let's say but I didn't Shit. notice anything get dropped and like the timeouts are even cooler like so they don't have and then it might differ when they get in their like home leagues but at least for this they don't there's no like timeout on court entertainment for the the fans in the in the place like the court is dim there's a big spotlight above the timeout and that's the only light in the gym Really? Yeah, it was like, and I'm watching this. I'm like, this is why I want to watch just this. Like, this is I can watch 15 timeouts in a row. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Forget the game. The, putting the highlight back on the actual the reason you're there. Right. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, yeah. it was
0: it was incredible.
1: What do you what what do you what do you think? Uh, what what parts of, of what you are watching do you feel like this closely resembles like our high school game?
0: Number one is the rules. A lot of rules are similar. Like, they play four 10-minute quarters. Mm -hmm. Jump balls are handled the same way that they are in high school and college. They foul out on five, you know, not six. They have a five-second closely guarded when the ball's dead. So that's, like, similar to college, not when it's a live dribble, but when you pick it up or when you catch it before you dribble, there's a five-second call, and there's no defensive three seconds. So you see a lot more zone. And with that, because they can play a lot more zone and kind of plug the lane, you don't see a lot of what you see in the NBA where people – They'll run a, you know, they'll run a pick and roll at the top, and just they don't get a lot of lobs because one, guy, most guys on those teams aren't aren't that athletic. Uh, but two, you can just, you know, there's that lane is a lot more plugged, so there's a little less freedom of movement, which reminds me of of high school because we know how physical high school can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Depending depending on where the emphasis for the calls can be,
0: <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. And then, like the other thing is like, I was watching it and I'm thinking like trying to I was I was comparing it in my brain without really thinking about it right and and one of the things I thought about and I wrote it down was the European game and you know high even high level high school and then you know college is played it's played at or above the rim. Right. That's how athletic the guys are typically Mm -hmm. typically in you know in high level high school. Obviously in our case our game is played below the rim. Right. But high level high school good college uh, is played at or above the rim where the NBA is played at the top of the box. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little more like guys are, are, are freakishly athletic. So you really got to rely on stuff that you execute
1: out of it. I obviously binged a lot of these games. Oh yeah. In your binging. Is it like very apparent? Like, cause you know, when you watch, when you watch the NBA regular season, it it is a real crap shoot on what you get night to night. When you yeah. get into the playoffs, I would say that's a much different situation, uh, and I think college is a, is a different situation. Most mostly, you know, much shorter season, but also, but like when you're binging these games, are you noticing next level execution as like comparative to NBA playoffs? Uh, I would. You, what would you compare the level of execution to?
0: Yeah, I would say it's similar to the NBA playoffs. Like it's it's, it's high. It's very it's very high. And yeah. like I mentioned it before, we, we came on air here, but like the there were a couple of teams that beat really talented teams. Like Greece lost with uh with Giannis, uh, Slovenia lost and they had Luca and Goran Dragic. Spain had the worst span. you know, they have the worst national team in a generation and they beat Germany and France, who has Gobert, they have Evan Fournier and a, like two other NBA guys. Germany beat Greece, Poland beat Slovenia and then got trounced by France, but Poland was they just executed. It it, it really reminded me as Poland especially reminded me of some like, you know, teams in our area that are just so well disciplined and so well drilled. They yeah. out-execute you, you know, with their basketball sense. And eventually it catches up, right? Like I watched Poland play France, who I mentioned has, you know, obviously at least two NBA guys. I think there's there's one or two more, but Poland was was clearly less talented. They couldn't score in the half court against France. Part of that is you know Rudy Gobert is in the middle,
1: yeah, uh, and he can sit in the middle, really maximizing <laughs> what he can do. Yeah, he doesn't
0: have to leave. Which, by the way, Rudy Gobert is just as horrendous in the international <sighs> game offensively as he is in the NBA. By the way, he's just a lot better defensively because he doesn't have to leave the paint.
1: I, I couldn't believe they paid him that. I mean. He's so limited in what he can do, and due to the rules, I couldn't. It was shocking to me that they paid him all that money. Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) I certainly
0: agree. Evan Fournier looked looked good though. Shout out, (laughs) Nicks. Hey, (laughs) he looked pretty good.
1: Did you also notice if you had to take a guess, what was the percentage of time that these uh, teams, different teams, sat in zones and played zone? It was a lot of mix.
0: What I noticed in the games that I watched, and you know, was able to really like pay attention to, because it was on in the background a lot as well. Yeah, they seemed to switch a lot, and it depends who you're watching. Like, so it was, it was. You see a lot more zone, and you see different zones. I'm pretty sure I saw a box and one at one point too.
1: The last time I think I saw, the last time I remember seeing that in the NBA. Not that I'm like a junkie and watch all the games, but it was like when the Raptors were in the finals. I was just gonna
0: say that, yeah. They put a box in one on. Uh, oh gosh, who was it? Was it I don't Steph? remember.
1: It might have been. I don't remember now, but yeah. I remember them using it and uh, it being like, "What is happening?" Yeah, Nick Nurse
0: did, he does a lot of that, and he does a lot of like weird zones, and it makes sense because he's coached overseas, right? It's so, like he's not afraid to throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks. It was enough zone for me to notice that it was a lot of zone.
1: <laughs> You're right. Was there anything that stood out to you beyond like execution? And them playing much much more zone than than we play over here.
0: Well, obviously, you look at the just the overall fundamental skill level out of everybody. To me, that's that's pretty incredible. Like, yes, their big guys can step out and shoot it, but you also see a lot of like traditional post, which you don't see in the NBA, just because. Some teams have to, some guys are in, you know, for the, some of these countries are, are that talented that they are a traditional post and you can't take them away or you can't, you can't have them off the floor. So you see a lot more of, of teams being a traditional post and then kind of working their way out of that. But you also see like the physicality stuck out like a sore thumb as well. And people say that all the time, but there were a couple possessions where guys were fighting for position in the post and I'm like waiting. I'm like waiting for the whistle. I'm yeah. like, where's the whistle? Where's the whistle? And there's nothing. And they let them battle it out. And like, it's not necessarily the when it when when. And I didn't really notice this, but when people talk about the physicality in the European game, I always thought it was like on ball stuff. No, it's like away from the ball. It's when guys are trying to post up, when guys are coming like off screens, or just trying to move around. It's incredibly physical, and they let so much stuff go.
1: Chris Oliver's podcast. What's that? The basketball podcast. Yeah, like the basketball immersion. Thing. Basketball immersion. Yeah, yeah. He had a guest on a couple of years ago. I can't remember the guy's name. He was a Euro coach, and he was he was on specifically to talk about post play, and it was a tough it was a tough listen because English was not his first language, but he had some he had some good stuff. But I didn't. It, it was it didn't like appeal to me. But he hit on that quite a bit and in how the Euro off ball post positioning, like that's what he was talking about a lot and how yeah. physical, physical they can get. Did you notice the, um, how, how often were they picking people up in the full court in zones?
0: Very little. Uh, yeah. I didn't see a lot of pressure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't actually, I, now that I think about it, I don't remember seeing any pressure.
1: Yeah. No, that's mostly in the half court. I mean that, it was all in the half court. Uh, you never see you never see that <clears throat> that is literally the the unicorn that you'll never see in, in the NBA. You'll never see it. Yeah. Full but court like, pressure. Yeah, you never see it. Like every once in a while they'll pick up man, but you'll never see it in the zone. It it can be like it can be super lucrative at at our level to use, but it definitely falls off the face of the earth as as the as you get up to the higher levels of play. I wonder why that is.
0: I don't know. I think a lot of it has to do with how long the season is in the NBA. Like, so I know I remember, I forget. I think I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about it or, or something along those lines about, I mean, obviously, you know, Rick Bettino just loves depressed people. Yeah. Well, he tried to do that in the NBA and the guys were just like, I got to do this 82 nights or 82 nights a year. Like, so we're I'm not playing. You know, and I'm playing 40 some minutes, you know, yeah. or 30, 30 some minutes. It's like, it's just, it's not for how long their season is. I don't think it's feasible uh, for them to be able to press all the time. Like situationally, you know, yeah, you could probably get away with it. Um, you see, I did notice a little bit in the, in the playoffs, I forget who it was, but somebody did run a little bit of a trap they had to, it wasn't like they were trying to force anything. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just how long the season is. And it's such a grind.
1: It's all, I mean, it could be, it could be, you could do the same thing at our level too. If you practice like that every day and play like that every day, I mean, it's not nearly as, it's not that many games, but you're talking about a three month period. If that's what you're doing every day, it probably could probably wear some kids out.
0: Yeah, it's. I think it's more sustainable at our level though because we're getting two or three days in between games, right? Whereas in like the NBA, you're like you're traveling, you might have a game, you know, in New York tonight, and then in, you know, Miami tomorrow. It's like I gotta get on a plane. To, you know what I mean? It's. It's. Yeah. I think it's more sustainable. There are less games. I mean, at most, I think you can, you play 22 regular season games in uh, in Pennsylvania. And then, depending on how big your district is in the state playoffs, you might play another ten. Yeah. So you know, in college, I think you're playing forty tops. It's a uh, fraction at most. It's half the games. So, uh, but you're right. You never see it. You never see it in the NBA. And uh, interestingly enough, yeah, I didn't see it much in uh, when I was watching the the, the Euro uh, Euro basket either.
1: How prevalent is ball screen action? All compared, the time. compared to yes, yeah, same.
0: Yeah, I mean, they do it. They do it all the time. I, I think it's probably it might be around the same frequency as you see in the NBA uh Nba games are 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 uh eight minutes longer so
1: i'm assuming you're seeing less or different like different coverages though because because of the ability to hang in the paint
0: yeah I mean I saw so obviously when France played like they they did, they played almost exclusively drop because Rudy yeah. Gobert, he's not going yeah. to, there's no point to have him come and hedge or switch. I did see a lot of switching for teams that don't have somebody like, like Gobert. I didn't see, I didn't notice at least um, a ton of like icing uh, or downings, you know, ball screens. Yeah. I think it was mostly a lot of drop and they're probably taking stuff from the NBA. That way that big can kind of just sag and, you know, and sink.
1: Yeah. And you're still trying to, you're still trying to get, well, not trying, but you're allowing that that middle middle ground and mid mid range, uh, which is the if anyone's yeah. going to take anything, that's what everybody wants you to take. Yeah, I mean, that's the yeah, the percentages
0: are the same overseas. Isn't it
1: Isn't it funny though? Like everywhere every, <clears throat> we all want. No one wants a clean look at a three, and nobody you obviously don't want to allow anything at the rim. So the fallback is that mid range area. But when it comes right down to, we need a bucket there are bucket getters that are excellent at getting a bucket in that area. And it doesn't matter when you need a bucket, it's, it's still very valuable. Yeah. You know, it's almost like, it's almost like throughout the the, the course of a game, you want your, you want to play statistics, but when it comes down to a finish, if this is your comfort zone, that's what we're going to get you. The thing is like,
0: and this is the interesting part, right? Is like, you you hear people say or coaches or what have you say you know what are we willing to give up oh we'll give up and you know uh, a mid-range it's like well i don't want to give it up i still want to contest it (laughs) yeah yeah like but that's a contested mid-range is ideally i mean you obviously do not want to give up a clean look from three ever right Uh, not in today's game and you don't want to give up you know, an uncontested look at the bucket. But if you can get, and I don't want to give up, an, I don't want to give up anything uncontested ever anywhere.
1: Right. You had, a, you had a kid play for you a couple of years ago that was just killer. Pull, he had a killer pull-up game. Yeah. And when we would play him, I uh, it was either you have to run him off the line and you have to run him all the way to the rim.
0: Yes, like, he wasn't he, a great finisher.
1: Not a great finisher, but he would find a, an ounce of space and kill you with a pull-up. Yeah, and we lost we lost some games to you with that with that <laughs> mid range two pointer. You know, it can it can still be done.
0: That we were decent that year, so there were yeah. there were a few teams in our league that lost to us. Although yeah. not the one not the one that we needed to, because we still finished second in our league that year. But there's, the other the other thing about I will kind of go back to like the broadcast part of it. Like the the crowds were incredible. You can tell that they love basketball, like what? absolutely love it. Like there were. Like it, it looked like a, like a soccer match. Like there were like student sections, kind of oh, really? student, students in quotes. Like uh-huh. they were just like basketball hooligans with like scarves and like stuff. And they were chanting and going nuts. And it was just like, I'm like, man, this is like,
1: like a soccer game.
0: yeah, it's exactly like it. I'm just, yeah, it was the, the, the crowds were, were great. And it, it makes sense. Cause like Europe, I mean, it was in Germany, but like Poland's playing in Germany, I could, you could just if you wanted to you could take a train i don't know how long it would take but i don't think it's like us flying to california or something you know what i mean like right it's a little cheaper a little bit more a little bit more manageable to get to berlin
1: it's it's instead of like like here in the states you'd have you'd have some city pride yeah maybe in that situation you have a little more national pride in these sort of uh these sort of these games yeah yeah it was
0: it was uh it was an awesome it was an awesome thing to watch i'm kind of to be honest with you i'm kind of sad that it's over (laughs) i might go back because the games are still on espn plus so i'm a loser so i might go back and watch a couple
1: (laughs) (laughs) take some more notes
0: (laughs) yeah just put them in the notebook